Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. On this special episode, our first since Steven Gerrard was confirmed as manager of Aston Villa, I'm talking to Alex Anderson about Villa's new man in charge. He's a Rangers fan, football writer and a contributor to the popular Rangers podcast, Jersnet. I started out by asking Alex what his thoughts were on Gerard leaving Rangers for Villa. It's slightly shattering, if there could be such a thing. Uh, we're all a bit, we're, we're a bit kind of quietly devastated uh, up here. I think we... It's, it's, that, it's that kind of double bind where we thought we knew he was going to be leaving. We've, all, we've thought since day one. Um, you'll have been hearing the stepping stone phrase a lot today. Um, but we knew Stevie G was eventually going to go on his way to um, the English Premier League, all things being well. And we were happy to be used as that stepping stone. We just, I think, without knowing it, we'd all assumed that if he was going to leave his mid-season, it would only be for Anfield. Right. Um, and, and, he would, and he would go with... Uh, with their blessing after what he did last season, especially, but uh, we're a bit we're a bit shocked that um, no disrespect to Villa, mm. um, but we're a bit we're a, we're a bit shocked that he's left us kind of this quickly, uh, this way, um, uh, for anybody other than Liverpool, really. How would you, as a Rangers fan, describe Gerard's time at Rangers? Well, I think I think that's the other thing um, that, that, that's making us uh, feel a bit kind of uneasy uh, with, with the way he's left. Is we were, we were so keen to package his leaving as just a kind of a fond farewell mm. um, because he really last season there was a big banner outside um, a famous Rangers pub uh, near Ibrox and outside and, and it appeared on a few bus stops as a, an advertisement <laughs> um, paid for by Rangers fans this year was just saying he's um, a hero in Merseyside but a, a god in Govan and um, right. he really he really has moved us on um, to the level that we wanted, that we really needed to get back to as a club after the, the financial disaster of 2012. Um, it was all things said and done. He was he was brought to Ibrox with one aim in mind, and that was to to win us a league title, to get us back to being champions of Scotland. There's a lot of talk about him you know, stopping the Celtic ten in a row and all this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 been that's been that's been handy. Um, that's we've enjoyed that. We, we won't lie about that. But uh, you find a lot of Rangers supporters didn't even really particularly believe that, that Celtic had actually won a legitimate nine. If you look into the way they, they won their, their last title, they were kind of awarded it. Um, but petty bitternesses aside, we really just wanted the title. We wanted to be champions of Scotland again. That's when, I think that's when we would all feel emotionally that kind of catharsis from 2012. Um, that, that would be us back. And he has done that. He's achieved that. And uh, he ended up achieving it in spectacular fashion going the whole season unbeaten um it was it was quite it was it was quite fantastic to watch it was quite romantic it was something we all needed and uh, we just i think it might sound strange but we wanted to be eternally grateful to him so the way he's left is is has kind of made that a bit a bit difficult to do right now um but yeah the guy is he's just completely changed the club um, a lot. He's not done it alone. Uh, far from it. But as a as a figurehead for what was needed at Ibrox, just to pull the whole club up by the hair again, mm. uh, we, we couldn't have had a better guy, you know. And uh, yeah, we're hoping that we'll go on and be successful this season. That allow us to kind of recontextualise uh, Gerard's leaving as just one of these things that happens in football. So you know, hopefully a few months down the line, uh, it can be the full love in again 
you know. Mm. But uh, a lot of that's dependent on on how we actually carry on without him. But uh, yeah, if you spoke to his, if you spoke to his last week, it's just uh, hero worship. The man, the man, the man is a bit of a god up here, but he was up until yesterday. <laughs> well, it's uh, there's not not too dissimilar to uh, Jack Grealish leaving a few months ago from Aston Villa. Actually, I'm getting shades of that a little bit. I think that's it. You guys, you guys have been there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, how would you describe Gerard's footballing philosophy and tactics? Uh, Michael Beale, um, right. his, yeah. his, his number two. Um, it, it seems to be very much like make that it, it looks like Gerard has been acutely aware. I think he's actually said this in interviews that, um, if he's heading for the elite end of the game, as they as they kind of call it these days, if, you, if you're looking at Let's be honest again. I'm not, not disrespecting Villa, but if he's ultimately aiming to get the Liverpool job, um, to go back home, so to speak, he knows he's going to have to be an elite manager or bring elite management. And these days, we see like Sir Thomas Tuchel, um, Klopp, and you know maybe back even to Mourinho when he was on top of his game. The top managers um, were guys that didn't have a career, a playing career that was cut short or was so kind of lowbrow that it gave him the time to. To decide, yeah, I'm not. I'm not much of a player. I'm going to be a star manager, and, and they would be studying full on. His playing career being what it was, he didn't have the time to do that. Didn't have time to be the, the kind of full on kind of guru coach that he needed to be these days. And mm. it's it's Michael Beale that he's basically brought in as the brains of the operation right. uh, to do that. And it's like it, 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 Gerard is the personality. You know, he's the the kind of force of nature. Um, he walks in, commands instant respect in any dressing room in, in any scenario. Really, he's he's a class act. And I think that that means that the players will sit down, shut up, and listen uh, when Michael Beale starts uh, working his magic, and he is something of a, a tactical genius. Um, we, we play an attacking, aggressive, stylish four-three-three. Uh, a bit like another another reason we thought he was going to go to Anfield um, from Ibrox was it was like a kind of Liverpool light system, if mm-hmm. you like. You know, for Trent Alexander Arnold and uh, Andrew Robertson reads. You know, Borna Barisic and James Tavernier are fullbacks, wingbacks. We basically spent far more time hitting the opposition byline than than, than defending uh, their own area. Um, it, it's all out attack. I, I don't know how that's going to break down um, when he goes down to Villa. Obviously, a much a much better league, um, much more competitive mm. in Scotland. The two old firm teams are expected. Even even bad Rangers and Celtic teams will always have the better players. And will be expected to dominate possession in 75, 90% of domestic matches. Yeah. So Gerard made sure we did that to the maximum. So it's been all out attack. It's been um great to watch. You know, obviously some teams have, have, have managed to to kind of come up against it, but to, 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 to kind of stop it in its tracks at times. But he's lost one league match out of his last 52, uh, which kind of tells you um how successful it's been. So it will be it will be vibrant. It'll be attacking. Um, it'll be front foot all the time and uh, aiming to dominate. It's interesting you mentioned Michael Bill. That's somebody that I've seen a few Villa fans get excited about. Um, there's been a couple of articles written about his tactical approach and how he's helped Steven Gerrard ever since he came into Rangers. Um, something else as well is that I noticed, you, you know, last season Rangers conceded just 13 goals in the league, which is an absolutely phenomenal achievement. Um, it really is. Uh did Gerard improve Rangers defensively right from the moment he came in? Do you think he, he improved everything uh, from the moment he came in, Frankie? The, the, the first you have to kind of go, but I don't want to drag you too deeply into uh, Rangers' recent history. But um, 
we just got back into the the top flight, I think 2016. You know, after having you know taken an extra year to work our way through the the bottom three divisions, um, a Mark Warburton, uh, now at QPR, uh, formerly of Brentford, a, a bit of a kind of technician, a, a bit of a, a tactical guru. He, he, I don't think he really grasped the fact that Rangers really want to hit the ground running and be challenging for the title. You know, basically within a couple of years of getting back into the top flight, he was he was he was more or less trying to tell people, yeah, you've um, you know you've been liquidated recently. You can't really be expecting too much, and you and you don't do that at Rangers. Gerard, um, really, he he knew straight away. Um, it was a kind of match made in heaven. His personality suited the club. Uh, the ambition of the support suited a, a man like him who 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 loves the pressure. Uh, and with Michael Beale and also Tom Culshaw, who I think you, you, you'll be getting him as well, um, who's his uh, technical um, kind, of, kind of coach. He works in the free kicks and set pieces. Um, you also Gary McAllister, who you're, you're more than familiar with at Villa. Um, just a, a great guy all round. They really, they just went for it straight away. And I think it was more, I, I, I think it was attack as a first form of defence. I think we, we we lost so few goals last season because basically the opposition weren't getting the ball. We right. just, there's a lot, a lot of one nils, a few one nil wins. We did have moments where we beat Hamilton Ackies, um, who would end up getting relegated, but we, we beat them 8-0 at Ibrox one day. Hmm. Um and then, but then Hamilton Aki's also equalised against us in the last minute uh, at Hamilton in the kind of return fixture. Classic football. Um, <laughs> that's that, that's football, but it was also yeah. it kind of it highlighted. It's quite a high spec system. It's quite a high, and if you don't have the players uh, to to fill this role, it, it's it's really momentum based. You need to be going forward all the time. And I think if if the players weren't on it, and at that point the league was was. You know, it wasn't actually one, but they knew they were going to. They knew they're going to get there, and they kind of took the foot off the gas and, and were punished uh, straight away. So, it's this season they haven't had the same vigor, they haven't had the same momentum, um, which we thought was just kind of you know them coming down from the higher last season. But the events of the past two days is making us review that. Maybe people knew they were on their way, you know, and weren't really as focused. But um, they've been losing the goals. We've already we've actually lost. We lost our thirteenth league goal of this season. Mm. On Sunday in his last game, so um, yeah, it's it's quite a it's quite a kind of cerebral, um, quite an energetic system uh, we've got, but it is all out attack, and it's it's that which in Scotland anyway. I don't know how this would translate to to you know the Premier League down south. Um, it's, it, it meant that we just weren't conceding the goals because we're giving the opposition too much to do in their half. If you have an opinion on Aston Villa appointing Steven Gerrard as our new manager, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. All you have to do is search All Villa No Filler or you can email us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Are you against this appointment or do you think this could be a masterstroke by the Villa board? You know, Aston Villa, um, when I look at our team, I'd say that uh, we in centre midfield have had some deficiencies this season and our left-hand side hasn't been great. That's probably down to the greedish going on the left-hand side. When you look at the Rangers team and knowing that Villa have a lot lot of money, do you have any fears that Gerard might come back for any players? Is there anybody that sticks out that you think that might be somebody to come back in and take into the Premier League? 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was it. That was a kind of first fear, um, really. Ryan Kent uh, would be yeah. the first name. I, I would think he kind of he probably fits the bill, especially if you're talking left hand side. Yeah, um, he's your he's your left hand man in a front three. Um, it will drop deep. He'll come everywhere just to get the ball. Um, really intelligent player, really hard worker. He's got him from the the Liverpool youth system, you know, where, where Gerard uh, obviously started his his coaching career, where he met Michael Beale and and, and Culshaw and, and these fellas, and got he's got his backroom team together. Um, yeah, I would say I would say Kent might be his number one target. He paid Rangers paid seven million for him though you know, to get him from Liverpool permanently. We had him on loan initially. Um, a touch injury prone. Uh, it doesn't it, it doesn't always you know perform to perform to the maximum, um, but he always gives. He always gives maximum effort, if you know what I mean. If anything, he's, he's guilty of trying too hard at times. But he's a guy who has who, last season uh, so many games. And again, on Sunday, he came back from a little spell of injury uh, on Sunday there um, and scored an absolute worldie, as they say. He just he, he pinged one in from you know a, a good twenty yards out. Um, just a, a vicious, you know, just up and down and a real. <laughs> so it, it was it was an amazing shot, and he, he's capable of that. Um, so yeah, he's a guy that makes a, a real difference. Uh, he stands out in, in the Scottish setup. He's done brilliantly for us in Europe as well, um, and I, he's a guy I, I'm scared that um, he might come for. You've also got Connor Goldson, um, who's ever present. Was he was at Brighton for a while? I had a heart condition. Right. Uh, Connor, he, he lost a bit of time playing football. Really serious heart complaint, and he's barely missed a game uh, wow. at Rangers. He's the number one pick at centre half. Um, he's from he's from Wolverhampton, so. That might be a different world uh, to Villa fans, but it's it's a lot closer than uh, than, than Glasgow. Um, and he's not he's been reneging on signing a, a new contract. His contract's running out, so he looks like he's going to move somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if he's sturdy enough. Um, it's a very physical, very physical uh, league you've got down there as well as the, yeah, the skill factor. Yeah. I don't know if he's sturdy enough for that, but uh, he's a guy who could be going. We've got worth. Tempestuous centre forward uh, Alfredo Morelos, the yeah. uh, Colombian international. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for uh, to fulfil the ambitions that Villa have clearly got now. Yeah. You know, for heading for that top portion of the table. Um, maybe a kind of bottom half club uh, would be would be would be better for Alfie, if not a championship. Um, but he's he's performed scoring miracles in the, the Europa League. Um, he's, he's now Rangers' top scorer ever in Europe. You know, which right. is which is racked up in like four or five seasons. So he's 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 fantastic. But Gerard's had to, you know, really that, that's probably the biggest test of his management has just been handling Alfredo Morelos. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a huffy character. I don't I don't know if he's maybe he's maybe ready for uh, for Villa yet. But yeah, I would say those were the, we've also got Joe Aribo, uh, formerly of Charlton. I think we signed yeah. him from Charlton. I remember Joe um, English born lad who plays for Nigeria. Um, yeah. Just phenomenal. Uh, he's a guy who you know, he's right hand side. We can play, he kind of plays right right midfield in the, in, in the three, or he'll go, he'll, he'll, he'll hang off the, the centre forward in the right hand side up front in the front three. Uh, he's on his days, he's capable of anything. Um, headers, he scored, scored a, a, a typical centre forward's header uh, on Sunday, but he can curl them in from all over the place. Um, he played famously against Braga in Europe. He got moved in to, to fullback just to, to cover for injury and ended up beating about five players and, and, and walking the ball into the back of the net in the middle of a great comeback under Gerrard. So uh, he's another guy that was scared that, uh, that that we might lose. But uh, yeah, those are guys to those are guys to look out for, but please keep your hands off. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll send a message to him. I've seen a few people mention that one difference that he'll find between Rangers and the Villa is that at Rangers, I suppose a lot of the time you're playing teams that are setting up not to lose. You know, you're or yeah. often heavily the favourite. Uh, that's not the case with Villa, really. But um, you know, I, what I can compare it to is that in Europe, you've actually had a very good record, I think, under uh, Gerard, and you're, you're probably playing teams that aren't setting up like that. You know, they're going at you as equals, like teams like Porto, Galatasaray, Feyenoord. Yeah. Um, so uh, do, do you think, how has he performed against those big clubs in Europe? And do you think he can make that transition to a coach who has to um, manage a team that isn't playing sides that are always going to be sitting back against you? I think at times I actually believe he enjoys that more. Right. Um, that this season we've, we've basically had one good performance in eight the eight European matches we've played this season, and that really is an outlier. Um, it was it was Europe that Gerard's kind of hit the ground running when he arrived. I mean, there's all apart from anything else because being a Scottish club and and not having played in Europe uh, because of liquidation you know, for a few years, we were having to start in the very first round of qualifiers. So that was it was July uh, that he was starting. The season before he arrived, we had gone out of Europe to progress Niedercom of Luxembourg and what is probably the most humiliating result of my entire life following Rangers. <laughs> um, and then straight away, he's, the next two seasons, he's uh, got through four qualifying rounds without losing a match, never mind a tie, uh, twice in a row, got us into group stages the first year, got us into group stages again. Uh, the second year, we qualified for the knockout stages and again last year. And as you say, we went toe-to-toe. We've drawn three each with Benfica. We've drawn two each at home with Benfica. We, uh, two each away with Feyenoords, toe-to-toe with Porto, um, drew with them in Porto, beat both Feyenoord and Porto at home. His first match in the group stages, uh, a Europa League, we were a goal down after, I think, 14 seconds or something to Villarreal mm. uh, and, in Spain. And we thought, this is it. He's gone too far now. This is, this is what level. And it ends up two each. You know, mm. We drew 0-0 with him at Ibrox with 10 men. He absolutely, he loves the fight. Um, he brings he's I've, at times this last couple of seasons last three years actually I've thought Rangers actually struggle against teams they are expected to beat they get bored almost yeah. and it's the big games you know um, go to Parkhead they've won they've won twice and drawn once the last three games at their you know the biggest rivals in Scotland um, admittedly one of the, only one of those games is featured in the crowd but you know they enjoyed playing in front of 60,000 of the people in the world who most hate Rangers. They actually <laughs> they, they enjoyed it. So, no, I, I wouldn't have any fears. Um, I think they're definitely, the bigger the challenge, you know, you look at, that, that, that's that's the star quality with Gerrard. This is a guy who's scored in the Europa League final as a kid, you know, turned around a Champions League final uh, on his own. Even Gary McAllister scored in that same uh, UEFA Cup final it was in, in, in 2001. Um, the whole team, is, uh, the backroom team, is, is is set up to enjoy the European Challenge. And uh, a club like Villa, you know, I'm old enough to remember you you beating Bayern in Rotterdam. I remember watching that in telly as a kid. Um, that suits that suits Gerard right down to the ground. Um, loves big clubs, loves a challenge, um, and he'll, uh, I think you've you've uh, you've you've won the lottery there. You've got, you've got a great man. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, Frankie Maguire, and thank you again for joining us today, Alex. Really appreciate it. Absolutely an honour, and um, I just hope all you Villa fans know you've finally got revenge for that 
that little visit of ours back in 1976. <laughs> and uh, my uncle John Doon was playing in that game and he described oh, to me that he had to uh, run away as fast as he could to the dressing room. So, <laughs> well, I would I would send him my apologies, but you've got you know, you've got your revenge now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be back soon. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.